This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mgmunoz.com. Welcome to Swinging Through Comics. Visit mgmunoz.com slash STC for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. So, I am reviewing episode, <laughs> issue two of Radiant Black. Uh, let me see, the uh, title, subtitle of it is Better Off Red. Uh, it came out uh, March 17th, 2021, 2021, and uh, I got it and read it March uh, 18th, the day after that, 2021. So, uh, let's see, the writer on this is Carl Higgins, the uh, artist is Marcelo Costa, Letterer is Becca Carey, um, logo designer, huh? Rich Bloom. Uh, we got editor and designer Michael Busutil, uh, and uh, production artist Deanna Phelps. And uh, cover A, which is the one I believe I have, is done by Marcelo Costa, who's the interior artist as well. And I'm going to make this review really quick. Um, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm honestly having a little bit of a hard time differentiating for myself the, uh, I guess I'm being a bit of a boomer and I'm assuming political leanings, uh, and ascribing them to, uh, Higgins. And I, I probably shouldn't do that, especially if I want to just judge this fairly and I don't want to be judged for my politics and the stuff that I write. But then again, uh, the plans that I have for stuff I'm writing don't directly call out, uh, political stuff. So like the whole thing with, uh, you know, his dad being a boomer and his dad, um, you know, Nathan's dad being like kind of hard on him and telling him like, Hey, I want you to work and like, you know, earn pennies, not dollars, uh, or, you know, pennies earned are better than pennies not earned and things like that about his uh, driver, his, you know, Uber analog, um, or whatever. Uh, cause he wants him to work cause he's like, Hey, you don't have any money. That's why you move back home. Right. And Nathan's upset about that. Um, and you know, he doesn't really want to do it. Doesn't really want to put in the work. I, I don't know. It, it's a little, I, Nathan's a little hard for me to read. I think he's, gosh, I can't remember his age, but he's around my age. I think I might be a little older than him. I've got a bunch of kids and a wife and uh, just moved. Uh, by the grace of God, we were able to make all these things happen. And I work for my family business, and I definitely get advantages. So I'm not pretending I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not pretending I'm doing everything 100% on my own. But I'm also, I'd like to think, I come from a very different perspective and like I'm a failed or <laughs> I'm a failed writer slash a writer who hasn't gotten off of his feet, but I've been like working to provide for myself and a family. And, um, I find it really hard to divorce myself from the similarities that I can see and feel between me and Nathan. And, uh, it's just very frustrating. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's a very, very personal story, but it's got weird quirks in it. Like his friend Marshall is like super anti-cop. Um, <clears throat> super white guy in a small, mostly white town. And he's like, man, these cops are constitutional rights. And I'm, I'm an anarchist basically politically, which means I don't like large governments because I feel like large governments trample on people's rights and take them away. If you look at, uh, things that are going on today, uh, in large Democrat majority cities, sorry, it's the truth. Um, they have very large police presences and those very large police presences routinely abuse the rights of the people there. So like I'm on Marshall's page with that. But he's just being a jackass to these cops. And I don't think they're really threatening him. But I also don't like the idea that uh, Marshall is like this anti-cop dude. And Nathan is kind of being set up against him to be not necessarily pro-cop, but pro-helping the cops. And the cop's like, oh, you gotta do it for your community. And Marshall's, that's a threat, isn't it? And 
uh, Nathan's like not really accepting that. So he's kind of a conundrum. Like <laughs> if Marshall and Nathan uh, were one character and their attributes were like combined into each other, it would be different. Like Marshall's uh, got this job um, where he sells like CBD type stuff to people and offers suggestions for like movies and maybe foods and experiences that he can uh, like pair them with or they can they can pair them with to um, that's funny uh, to like enhance their experience or whatever uh, which is interesting but like then he's all anti-cop and like pro you know uh, constitutional rights and stuff but then Marshall is like this dreamer who doesn't want to work or <laughs> whoops <laughs> He doesn't, it's not that he doesn't want to work and I'm trying not to, to, you know, I'm trying to pull myself out of that, but it seems like he's trying not to work or he, he's like mad that he hasn't been able to work. He's been afraid to just do the work and, and get his hands dirty, so to speak, so he can bide his time and do stuff. And then by the end of the issue, he wants to resolve that. And he made a bunch of money investigating things, uh, investigating this, you know, radiant red. Um, he made a bunch of money investigating radiant red so he could, you know, potentially, uh, not even take him down, just talk to him to learn more about his powers, which was a goofball move in my opinion, and feels like very young, like it feels like a teenager, like this guy is so dumb and not genre savvy, even though he's a writer, but maybe he wants to write romance, or I don't know what he wants to write, not that there's anything wrong with romance, it's, you know, <laughs> good effective writing, and you know, you can use it for whatever purposes, and it can be very effective and well done, but um, it, I have no genre biases, because I love children's television, and, and comics, and you know, tokusatsu and stuff like that so i i'm not judging on on people's tastes i'm just saying uh it's not like he's involved in a genre that wouldn't give him i mean i don't know what genre of film or whatever he's interested in too but marshall seems like uh kind of a film buff buff like i don't know who who knows what what lies beneath this i know exactly what that movie is um and i remember it and like i caught the references to it and there's even like in this place that um he's working uh, marshall's working there's uh, a poster of Vince, it's obviously Leon the Professional. It's a nod to that. Um, I don't recognize necessarily all the other stuff on the wall here, but like I'm somewhat, you know, culturally savvy and and you know, am a nerd about certain lore type stuff. And then oh, in in um, in Nathan's room, there's a oh gosh, what's that movie? Memento. In there's a a, a reference to Memento in his in his room. He's got a poster in there or whatever, right? And um, oh, and he's got one of uh, Higgins books too in there. Cow. Anyway. Um, but so like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to take these guys. Like, uh, it seems a little muddled to me and it seems a little, I don't know if it's like trying to be too real world or too current or too modern day. And it just like feels bad because of that. Like part of the reason I love the Sam Raimi movies and is it unfair for me to, um, compare, you know, Sam Raimi and, uh, was it Joe Sargent? Um, is that the guy's name who wrote the, the scripts for those movies? Uh, the trilogy? I think so. Anyway, um, like, is it unfair of me to judge them against... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it unfair of me to judge this against, uh, you know, the original Spider-Man? Nine pages in Amazing Fantasy 15. I don't know. Uh, what about the first issue of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man? Is it unfair of me to judge this against that? Done by, what was it, Dick Cohen Lee, right? Um... I don't know, and I don't think so. I mean, he's putting his work out here with the big boys, and honestly, uh, The Rise of Ultraman was way better than any any single issue of The Rise of Ultraman was way better than this, and, like, it was divorced, maybe because it was taking place in Japan with Japanese culture and stuff, and it was a little foreign to me, it was easier for me to, like, disregard some of the stuff that I feel is, like, I don't know, just... 
the cultural milieu in this that's like holding me back from really being able to enjoy it. But I also just don't think it's that good of a comic. Like, it's okay. I honestly, one of my favorite scenes uh, was when he's um, driving around Chicago uh, trying to get information on uh, on Radiant Red. And like, there's a couple good gags in there, like the guy with the dogs and the guy, the blind guy, he was going to ask him and he says, never mind, because obviously he hasn't seen it. But just like, I don't know. I liked that scene. It seemed fun. It seemed fresh. It seemed like, I don't know, but you know what it didn't have? That scene didn't have anything about him. I don't want to work my job. My dad just wants me to work. And you know, he doesn't care about my dreams and blah, blah, blah. He like, he wasn't whining. He was being very proactive and very, uh, interested and invested and like when Nathan was invested in, in trying to take care of things and like he was away from Marshall who's like this like negative drag um it made things a lot cooler and it was a lot more enjoyable um I thought it was really I thought it was a huge dope running into Radiant Red and just like coming after him um but I also wonder like what's Radiant Red doing like is he lifting is he trying to strengthen himself strengthen his powers I don't really understand what he's doing in that junkyard and that seemed pretty silly um I don't know. His transformation scene's kind of cool, though. Um, Nathan's, that is. Uh, and then, I don't... Really, there's a turn from... Uh, he's asking him how long until the cops come after you. And then, the next, you turn the page. And it's like, it's a good surprise. But it just didn't feel like it led up to it. He's punch, Radiant Red has punched uh, Nathan. And he's flying up into a building. And then, he chases after him. Um, like, I just... I don't know. I felt like there should have been a wind-up before then. It just kind of goes from 0 to 60. And maybe that's a good thing that it launches like that. Um, it just didn't, it hit me kind of funny and I didn't like it. Um, but uh, I like, and I like also don't understand why, like, was he way more powerful than Radiant Red? Why didn't Radiant Red, I guess he pushed him away at the same time that he pulled the money towards him. But I guess I expected he'd only be able to push and then pull or pull and then push. Like he wouldn't be able to do both at the same time, but it looks as if he, in one motion while he's trying to grab his car also is able to push away Radiant Red and grab the money and pull it back to himself, even though he didn't know it was money at that point. Um, I kind of liked the scene after he realizes that it's duffel bags full of money, that he's shocked, and then he's kind of... Uh, you can see the expression in his eyes, which to me is a little goofy, but it reminds me of Wally. and I don't like that. I also don't like the expression of Spider-Man eyes, which I don't know if I said that in my Radiant Black Issue 1 review or not, but the expression of Spidey eyes doesn't work for me. doesn't work in live action. It's okay in the cartoons because they're cartoons. And in the comics themselves, I know it happens sometimes. I, st I still don't like it in the comics, actually. It doesn't... kind of takes me out of it. Um, but here, it makes more sense. I just... I don't know that I like it. Uh, he's kind of surprised. And then he goes to, like, kind of devious. And he's thinking about stealing the money. And then it looks like he's angry with himself for doing it. Or maybe he's mad that, like, he's got this power, but he's holding himself back from taking full advantage of it and just stealing this money. And then he feels sad. A sad boy who's gonna give back the money. He does the right thing. Like, that's good. I like that. Um, I kind of like the resolution where he goes to his dad and he's like, Hey, I made this money doing this stuff, and uh, like I'm gonna make the time to write, and I'm and I'm gonna like set my own hours and use that to make myself able to write. And, and it's just frustrating for me because it feels like it's coming from like a very naive perspective. Like, I don't know how long Higgins has been writing and how long he's been getting paid to write. But maybe it's been 10 years or something like that. And he's very divorced from the reality because like I am really stuck in a nine to five type job where I can't just write all the time when I want to. Fortunately, uh, because of uh, nepotism, I can um, do stuff like take my lunches together to go buy my comics and then review them. But I can't like I can't abuse that and I can't you know get paid to work and I can't always set my hours. And sometimes 
it's, you know, real life and disappointing. Like, Hey, I, I can't do this. I, I have to go work or I have to get up extra early to go to work and things like that. So I, I don't know. It was an okay issue. Um, I like some of the resolution and maybe I'm just frustrated with characters who aren't like rapidly propelling through their arcs of being like the fool to being, you know, whatever is at the end of that. And I'm, I'm kind of referencing the, uh, persona series, uh, and the tarot and all that stuff. Um, and the fool's journey, um, and the hero's journey. I, I'm basically kind of referencing that. Like, I don't need stuff to be hero's journeys, but if it's going to be like, I want it to have a point and I want it to propel quickly because, uh, I don't know, but I feel like it was a good, it was a good moment for Nathan and for the character and for the story. It's just like, I'm, it doesn't really interest me. Not holding me. I don't know if that I'll get Radiant Black issue three because it's just okay. Um, especially if it and Rise of Ultraman are going to be coming out on the same day every, every month. Uh, I might just stick with Rise of Ultraman or Trials of Ultraman. Sorry. Uh, which is what I'll be getting to next. So, uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up pretty much. I'm going to ask that you check out, uh, my review of Radiant Black number one to see what, you, you know, see what I thought about it. And if you're interested in it, uh, see what critiques I had for it, especially if you're like super into it. I'd love to hear your comments, uh, convincing me otherwise that this is a really great comic, but I just don't see it. Um, and you can do all that at mgmunners.com slash STC. Uh, there's a like feed that you can catch that's kind of automated and then there's a feed that a page that's the slash stc uh the link to the automated feed is at the top of that so if you click on that you can see all the latest stuff as it's collated in like reverse chronological order so the oldest stuff is on the farther away pages and the first page will always have the newest stuff and then i also uh need to go and do the discipline of doing every week uh adding the next uh adding new stuff to the list and then adding the uh the newest thing to the very top so uh hopefully i'll do that this week um but you can uh, talk to me on MeWe or on Twitter or in the uh, comments section of the video if you're seeing it there. Or if you're catching the uh, audio-only feed uh, and you're in your podcatcher or whatever and you want to pop over to the site, mgmunners.com slash SCC, you'll be able to pretty quickly, pretty easily find my review of Radiant Black. Just type in Radiant Black or uh, Trials of Ultraman. You can find me there too. Uh, that's pretty much going to be it. I do want to encourage you to check out my other stuff at mgmunners.com. Uh, I have a bunch of uh, reviews of comics. I have the whole... Uh, Rise of Ultraman comic, which I'll make sure to, uh, I don't know that I'll link it here. I'll definitely link it in Trials of Ultraman. Um, I have the review of all five of those issues. That was a lot of fun. That series was, and, uh, done by Higgins. So I don't know what's, what's going on here. Maybe Matt Groom contributed like a lot to the story of, uh, the trial or the, the Rise of Ultraman, or maybe it was a different approach. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the difference was, but there's definitely a difference between them. And I think, uh, Ultraman was way better, and I'm hoping Trials of Ultraman will be as good, if not better, than uh, The Rise of Ultraman. Um, yeah, I would definitely, I wouldn't recommend this comic uh, if you're really into it, like uh, certain people. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if you're really into it, that's fine. Like, I'd love to hear your reasons. I'd love for you to, like, try to sell me on this, because it's it's not doing the work itself to, to sell me on it. So, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, I also have um, a, I will attach this here, I think. I have a script for a tokusatsu comic book. Uh, it's for like a single 22-page issue. And I'm actually working on expanding that uh, into something bigger that I might launch on Indiegogo in during Tokutember, during September this year. Uh, but then again, I have another tokusatsu project I might do instead, which is more uh, geared towards kids. Um, and maybe kids who belong to parents who, have, who are into tokusatsu and have children. Uh, I don't know how big that market is, but <laughs> I'm one of the members, so hopefully there are uh, enough people like me or enough people who'd enjoy a, a kid's tokusatsu uh, type book um, that would be, uh, you know, willing to enjoy that. And that'll actually be going up uh, pretty soon. I'll have kind of my, I'll be live 
writing and drafting that and sharing that as I'm working through it and maybe sharing concept art or ideas that I have for it. Uh, and then I'll assemble it all together, hopefully, and have that ready for a campaign at some point later this year. So anyway, look forward to all that. Uh, I leave you with peace and blessings, and I encourage you, I pray that you would have uh, the ability to be the kind of hero you needed in your most desperate hour. And with that, peace.